This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Everybody right now caught in the jostle for space in the race trying to keep up with the pace by space round cram everybody in a jam jamming 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 for a better life a better way of living in the meantime simple things we forgetting like how to say good morning morning neighbor morning Welcome to the second hour of the Power Breakfast Show on Power 1 and 2 Digital. It is nine minutes after the hour is seven o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, thank you, Evie, for our major news. Of course, we have a news break coming up at eight. All right. Uh, quickly, let's take a look what's happening traffic-wise. Let me just hit that there, see where we are. Radio East West Corridor from Piaco towards Yui and then from uh, the interchange into Port of Spain, Automara Val from Mocha all the way down. Yeah, Diggo Martin pretty much um, from Moncoco Road. Well, I don't know how to say that. Where is it? Well, yeah, before four roads, put it that way, all right? That's where your traffic is going to start on the west. Eastern Main Road, pretty much from Takarigua, various spots as you head towards Bovard Junction. Heavy from Iowa's Gardens towards the Churchill Roosevelt Highway. Uh, but those in the south side, you're going to pick up traffic this morning from Sugar Gwanis. Rivulet Road heading towards Coover, not bad. The usual spots within the south line you've got, all right? Yeah, that's a quick traffic update for you. Hope it helped you out in one way or the other. And before we get any results of the morning poll, let me just let you all know that um, I'll start off with, with actor Jeremy Reiner. You know him for the Avengers movies, the guy with the bow and arrow. Yeah, he was involved in a serious accident with his snowplow where he was trapped under it. He's in serious but stable condition. And if you all know Ken Block, rally driver, stuntman, yeah, go on that. Rally driver Ken Block, the way they close off highways and they do this and they do that. He died in a snowmobile accident yesterday. Right, the snowmobile ended up on, on top of him, landed on top of him, and he died at the scene. Uh, that man could drive. Oh, oh yeah, yo, that man could drive. Yeah, 
Alright, so guys, we're back in. Let's get the results of morning pool. Let me see. You just said. Sorry, Ken Block. Is it a race car driver? You're saying that? We're a rally driver. Oh. You know Ken Block? You ever saw those videos with him closing off and doing donuts and all sort of stuff that I cannot do? Yeah, he died in a. He had he and some I friends. Um, I don't know, I can't remember exactly where, but they were snowmobiling and and um, he had an accident and the snowmobile landed on top of him. Not the way you think he would have gone, but wow. That boy could drive. Holy cow. Um, he could drive. Yeah, must take a look at a couple of clips on YouTube with Ken Block and see how he drives. Unbelievable. I think you could drive like Emirates. Mm. Mm. And I know and I know you talked about Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Which was also sad news yesterday. Yeah, he was claiming snow in front of his house. And there was some snow plot. But people died well. Barbara Walters. Yeah. Pope. Right. Barbara yeah. Walters. Barbara Walters. Pope so, Benedict, yeah, he's lying in state from this morning. His funeral will be on Thursday. Um, was this other lady? Um, I think Aretha is that it? Aretha Pointer from Pointer Sisters. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Anita. She, Anita, that's it. Uh, she passed away uh, over the weekend as well. A lot of them eighty, eighty one, eighty three. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think Anita was in her eighties. Uh, was she? No, seventies, I think. I can't remember. Huh? I know. I know. Barrow Walters was ninety-three. Yeah. Yes. Sad so, when people pass on. Yeah. And then has to solve the aging and death. Yes. No point. Mm. But anyway, to the poll results. Any further votes, Steve? I'm checking right now. Uh, I got just, uh, no, Trini in Boston. Good morning to you, voted already. He says, Happy New Year, guys. That's it. Okay, so our poll this morning, our poll this morning is, do you think 2023 will be a better year for Trinidad and Tobago? We had 25 people voting on the poll this morning, and of the 25 people, 14 of you said no. You do not think that Trinidad and Tobago will have a better year than 2022. And 11 of you said yes. That's interesting. I actually think we'll have a better year. Yeah. Well, I'm always optimistic, so I will always approach a new year that it's going to be a better year. But it's also an indication of what we are feeling in terms of the pressures of life. Yeah. But still, I mean, I tend to be... I tend to be that a new year brings new possibilities and and I will always opt on the side of being hopeful and optimistic mm. that it's just going to be a better year. Yeah, I think it, I I think it's gonna be a better year. So um but like I, I think we I don't think we're gonna to get to six hundred murders. Let me put it that way. I really don't think so. I hope not. No, we're not gonna to get to six hundred murders. You're not going to at all. Oh, you expect that um, measures will be put into place to stop it? 
Auntie and Jellicoe are not there too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, them 600 wasn't all innocent people here. Yeah. I don't know. But it continues at this point. Yeah, I didn't say all dead, but I say quite a few dead. We'll see how it, um, it all plays out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take some of your calls at 612-8255-222-8255 and toll-free North Americans, 866-525-1099. So, Paula May Weeks, um, the current president, in her New Year's message on Sunday... She said that people seem to have descended into savagery on many levels, and I'm quoting, no longer do we seem to be able to have differences of opinion without descending into vicious, no-holds-barred attacks on the individual rather than a debate or discussion on the issues. Courtesy, goodwill, civility, decency, and respect seem to be disappearing as, in, as Trinidad and Tobago is fast becoming a brutish, and hostile society. Weeks added, I wish and pray for a quick return to graciousness, to giving people a fair hearing and a carefully considered response instead of a rush to judgment. And no, I can't argue with anything that she said there. I think those are all absolutely um, important words and, and I think- Valid observances. Yeah, and I think I agree with a lot with what she has said there. Um, especially not only in the, the normal political arena and, and in the, the general um, verbal intercourse that we have as citizens, but also on social media where it is more ramped up, rampant in terms of the discourtesy that people feel they can see. And the hatred sometimes that you see coming across in social media is really disheartening. Um, you know what's shocking to me also? Just when I thought they couldn't get any nasty and more vitriolic, welcome to TikTok. And TikTok has given people, each person had their own radio station before. Now TikTok has given everybody their own TV yeah, station. Their own, their own platform. Yeah, oh, but, but my I, God. But it's just an extension of what you're seeing on social media regularly. So it's just an extension of it. So, um, so, so sometimes when I look at the comment section on certain issues, the... The brutish statements, to take an adjective from the president, the brutish statements that people make, it's like people feel that there is no measure of kindness that or tolerance. Civility, just basic or, civility. Or, or, or even basic civility left mm-hmm. that they have to do once they're on social media. They feel they can say anything. And they feel they have to amp it up to prove something to somebody. Yeah, because everybody's looking for some sort of validation. So it validates me if I'm cruel enough or unkind enough in terms of what I say, rather than being civil about it. So it says a lot about human beings. I think social media says a lot about human beings um, and, and how they think, because I think in large part, if you figure you can type that and press enter, then it says something about you as an individual. Um, but it, the comments on social media, so many times I don't even go on, on political posts or controversial posts on social media anymore. You know, I just go, I just look at the positive things. I look at um, things happening in tech. 
well, my stream brings up more of that than it does of the back canal. Yeah. Because, you know, the we algorithm will go at work to see what, what it is you click on. What you're clicking on, yeah. Yes, what mm -hmm. you will see. So a lot of my feed is more on positive things now rather than at Bacchanal that I hear people talking about and say, hey, did you see X, Y, Z? And I often say, no, I haven't because it does not come up in my feed. We have a call, gentlemen. Good morning. Hi, morning. Morning, uh, sir. Morning, guys. Um, Richard, I feel your pain. Um, a lot of people do not know, and from what you say daily, I can tell you subscribe to the Law of Attraction. And I think a lot of people do not understand that or do not know. So I don't know if it's possible for you all to enlighten people about the law of attraction and the universe, how it plays a part in what you think personally for yourself and to your family and the wider community. I, I think it's so true that people have become so brutal and you, you can no longer have an opinion. You share your opinion online. Or a different set of opinion. Set of people. Yeah, and people attack you. Like, okay, instead of attacking me, share your opinion. You, you understand it? I do understand it. But I guess that is, I, I guess that's how the world is in, involving now. That everybody is just like that. I, I do understand it. What I usually do, what I practice, if I look at something and I have my opinion, I usually type it and I do not send it. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes, you know, as Trinidadians, we have our two cents. You know, we must say something about it. You don't have to send it. No, you don't. Mm. Yeah. But that's life. Um, well... I really hope for 2023 things become better, but it can only become better if we, as the whole society as Trinidad, work at it. Just like you would if you were to migrate to our next country, you would work at it. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Sonny. Yeah. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good yeah, morning. Morning. Mm hmm. Um, Morning, Mr. Patrick. Happy New Year, Mr. Well, Patrick. Same to you, Mr. Paul Richard, Steve Carmen, and Mr. Rakuba. When everybody is happy to hear this This morning I was listening to the news with the IMF, the IAMF boss man who made the prediction that one third of the world population and the country will be going through a recession. Well, in my mind, he said one third, but I will say two thirds. And when he missed, with the, um, the the China, America, and different big countries, uh, will be going through recession and problems. Trinidadian does only trade from those countries. If everything go bad outside there, it will affect the country here. You understand? It's a ripple effect then. It will be a ripple effect. And um, the, the the president, I I don't believe she want to go back up there. Because of how she was treated over the the fiasco with the pulling back on the list, people just respect the president at all level. I don't want, I don't believe she want to go back there. You understand? So all right. All right. Thanks, Mr. Patrick. Well, she certainly has not been spared the incivility. So.
I don't know that anybody would want to put themselves back in that position to be vilified and pilloried for another three years. Yeah, boy. You know, and people have, everybody has their own um, political ideology and agenda. And as I said, they, they, you could disagree with somebody strongly, but the lengths they go to and the ability to drag you through the mud is astounding to me. The, the, the lack of a common, a, a, a basic understanding of, let's just respect somebody. And not because of the office, but because they're a person, just like you want to be respected, is astounding to me in this country. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Good morning. Happy, happy New Year to you, Mr. Pinal. And um, well, I think you would make a good candidate for president. I don't think so, you know. Uh, what, I, what I would propose you for is that you recognize diversity. You don't seem to be one of the persons who puts a model on the table and says this is what you ought to be. Um, although you would have your strong views on what is preferred, um, you recognize that people feel differently about things, you know, based on so many things. And I let me, let me give you an example of why. There's a conversation I often have with some of my friends. Now, I'm born Christian and practice Christianity. And some of my friends would say they don't understand Hinduism or Islam. And I'm saying, but wouldn't you fight for their right to believe in and practice the religion of their choice and their, their lineage as much as you would fight for, to practice your own? Yeah, they don't see it. And, and people don't see that. They don't, just as much as you want to practice your own religion and you have the right to, people have the right to their own belief system. And a lot of people don't understand that. You don't have to partake. You don't have to agree. But you should respect it and allow people to but, practice uh, how they see fit. There's a problem in, in that. You see these proselytizing religions, they tell you that this alone is the right thing. And so, so that creates a problem in people's minds. And Satmaraj would have responded to that, well, you don't have franchise on God. You know, so there's that debate. I hear, I, am, I, I, I have been told that this alone is the right thing. And the other guy says, well, you know, uh, where did you get that from? You know, that's not valid. So um, that, that's going to go on. But, but I appreciate your position. Uh, and that's why I think um, you have a deeper understanding that, that civilization stroke all kinds of ideas and some take hold and they get propagated and so on and they are what they are and then you take all these people and dump them in a little island and they start fighting for these things from another place and um, you have to rise above that well the, the reason they start fighting is because political entities and i'm talking across the board here yeah propagate an idea that there is not enough for everyone and that X will get more and Y will get less. And I'm not talking really general race here. I'm talking about class everything. And it's divided. Yeah, and people yeah. feel disenfranchised and marginalized. And that is used by political entities to keep people divided so that they can get their own agenda going. You see, it, it makes their work easy. Because if you can grab 18, 19 seats on the basis of things that are unshakable, you don't have to work very hard. You could be lazy. And, and you, you know, you could just walk into power with a little bit of dirty work or good work. 
doesn't make much take much effort. Well, I think about. more than that, what is disturbing to me is the lack of an attempt by several to understand that if you have a different approach, maybe you can encompass more of the will of the wider society and not just stick to your, your, your clan or your base alone as your comfort zone. Well, that, that wider society has not been formed. Eh? People are still very highly defensive. I yeah. think it's been formed. I think what, what has happened is that um, the, the discussion from political leaders on all sides has not been as inclusive as it should be, particularly in crises. Well, you can always stimulate a pullback, a drawback, run to safety, a run to safety to the, the things that you are familiar with. And that's easy to do, and, and we see it happening around election time all the time. You know, you stimulate a little controversy around yourself, and those who associate themselves with you in any loose way at all, you feel, well, I have to take sides now. This place is getting dangerous. And everybody run home. So it, it keeps going back to that with every election cycle. So that is going to take a while to break, hopefully. What, what I have been hoping for is that the people who would have gone to all these tertiary institutions, even though they may not have come out with their degrees and so on, I, I believe that when you are exposed to more ideas, more ideas play on, the, uh, on your thoughts when you have... You know, as they, as you apply yourself to various, uh, you know, problems, and I think that um, with all of these different ideas and the fact that they add different ideas and that there's so so much easy access, that um, it will wear down. But I don't think there's going to be a leader emerging anytime soon that could cut across all communities. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I am depending. You know, I, I I'm told I have too much faith in. The young people. That's but, unfortunate. Uh, I feel, I feel they will do it. You know, they will um, break down some of these barriers. I also feel that um, I'll probably be burned for this, but I don't think that enough young people are as what's how should I put this are as passionate about the future of the country as they should be. Well, and I'm saying enough because I'm, there are some, but I don't think it's enough to reach critical mass where they become as agitated and, and, and passionate and involved enough that don't they think, don't understand the power of their voices. I don't, I don't subscribe to the view that you have to harness everything towards the purpose. I feel that the, as, as I had said about carnival, that's for enjoyment. Let people enjoy, right? And... So don't try to quarrel them this way and that because you want to sell something. And, and I say the same thing about life in general. You want to make a living. You want to live well. You want the country to, you know, you want to have hope and so on in the future. You don't want certain things to happen. But the idea that you are going to quarrel the minds of the young people in some kind of national service um, paradigm, I don't subscribe to that. I, I say let it flow, let it grow. Let the people develop, let ideas come and go, you know. And, um, you know, you must keep law and order, you must keep your economics intact, and that kind of thing, and, and let it happen naturally. 
Otherwise, you're going to be fighting against the instincts of people. And it is the instincts of people that has brought us this far. Where they have tried to organize societies very rigidly along great ideas, they are failure, you know. The societies that have been organized this way have been societies that were prosperous. You can organize your society around prosperity. Well, the Chinese may differ strongly with your opinion because they've organized a society well, of a billion people around very rigid lines that are quite successful in many ways. Well, we don't expect anything to last for a thousand years. They did well, but they're hitting a little wall at this time. But are they hitting a wall, an economic wall? But that doesn't mean they're hitting an ideological wall. Not an economic wall on the scale that they're on. The, the idea, as detrimental as hitting an economic wall on the scale that we are. The, the idea that that you must you must uniformize or you create uniformity uh, for a purpose. You know that that would run against my way of thinking because when you do that, you suffocate something that might be valuable that you are unable to recognize and, and do, do you think do you think democracy can survive in, with a billion people with a billion people no they need to break up that country into about four that's what i'm talking about but then and it's, it's it's one country and that's why i ask the question because trying to get consensus with 1.4 million difficult trying to get consensus with two, two, 325 million difficult imagine a billion you have to embrace the diversity. India is right next door to China. And they have embraced their diversity. And they still have serious conflicts where they murder each other freely on occasion. You know, so, um, uh, Paul, I want to thank you for the time. Let's give others a chance to... Um, yeah, India does it, Paul. India is a democracy. Thank you. Thank you. And India is one billion people plus. Yeah, well. In fact, India is on the road to overtake China in the next decade or so. And democracy is alive and well in India. So I think it's possible. If you're just looking at the, the, the benchmark of being the sheer number of people in, in a country determining how successful democracy would be, I don't think that's the benchmark. But that's my opinion. I think it starts in your educational system in terms of the values you inculcate in your citizens of how the country is run, what the social contract is, what is the parameters of that social contract, what's the constitutional arrangement, and how we adhere to it. I think all that is part of how democracy works best. But democracy is a, can sometimes be a chaotic thing. Because you have differing opinions on issues, and that's... But to me, it's still the best form of governance in terms of having those opinions and coming to some sort of concession as best as you can. But we're still taking your calls. 222-TALK, 222-8255. And of course, North Americans, 866-525-1099. Yeah. All right. Of course, send us a message via our mobile app or our website, paul12fm.com. Good morning to um, Chris Tuse. Um, he's saying Paley's funeral has started. All right. I didn't even know that was today. Good morning, ma'am. Happy New Year. I'm optimistic that it would be a better year. 
right, thank you so much. Yeah, so 222-8255, toll free North Americans, 866-525-1099. So our number is directly into our studio. All right, we are taking some of your calls. I don't even know what channel that Pele's funeral will be on. I have to check. And it's Stalin's funeral today or Thursday? I have no clue. For some reason, I keep hearing Tuesday in my mind. Let me check. You know, um, he's been loaded from across the region, which is, I mean, yeah, boy. really great. No, I am. I mean, it's a, a significant Caribbean impact and diasporal impact because of his lyrics. Never sang a bad song yet. Never I, to I, defend I, into vulgarity. Ah. Um, uh, I remember um, on when it was Friday, and I didn't, you know, I looked at it through different lenses. But I mean, Avril uh, said why she loved that song, um, Black Man Quarter Party, because in Stalin's lyrics, he put the, um, the, the woman first and he said he was taking her out to dance because she took care of his family and she worked so hard with him and she supported him and mm -hmm. people missed that part of the lyrics of Stalin how he celebrated his wife and her sacrifice and her work alongside him to build the family and Stalin was very good at sending powerful messages but didn't have to beat you over your head with it you had to kind of look deeper into the lyrics to see how 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 philosophical and how deep he was yeah and that's how brilliant he was uh stalin's funeral be on the what the heck one saying tuesday one saying thursday as i said i know i know i remember i did tuesday or thursday so i don't know if there's a there's a public celebration and uh of his life and work and maybe a his private funeral, thing to yeah his funeral will be held on thursday at the Southern Academy for the Performing Arts. Um, the procession will leave Guide's Funeral Home at 9 a.m. will proceed along Coffee Street onto Dr. Leroy Kelly's Street towards Harris Promenade and then um, along Independence Avenue to Sapa. The city of San Fernando has also declared today, Tuesday, January 3rd, Black Stalin Day. Okay. We have a couple of calls. Good morning. Yeah, morning again. Morning. morning. Um, I was listening to the conversation with Mr. Pinal. Pinal, good morning and happy new year. Um, the, 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 the level of tolerance that we preach from the national anthem, people that demonstrate a tolerance in Trinidad just because they want to kill one another. So, so we go ahead election after election, cussing on one And when we end up in the parliament, the cost continues to go until the next five years. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that's what it is about in Trinidad. They don't really discuss issues and food prices and things. Because, of, for instance, they say from today, a taxi fare got up in Tobago, plane fare got up, boat fare got up, and a lot of things got up. You know this? 
week-end, on the, I looked for the, the pimento pepper. I went to buy some pimento pepper. About nine pimento pepper for twenty dollars. You pick up the pack and it burn your hand. It's a real hot pepper. You pick up the pack and it burn your hand like a real hot pepper. So I actually lady ridiculous. So why this thing so expensive? She said when she goes to the market, the big market, a bag of pimento pepper is a thousand. I won't know that at all. I said, where are we going with this? Where are we going with all this? So when people tell me about better days are coming, I started to sing it. The line and the line and the line. <laughs> so I want to see the price of food this year. What's going on? Because if there's electricity going up too, that means the rent going up too. Because everybody Everything. looking for air-conditioned apartment. Everything going up. Everything's going to go up. So, so, so I want to see how we survive. And we have to survive because we have to live. But we have to let go plenty things. We have to drop plenty things which you used to enjoy and demand, you know. A partner told me yesterday, he said, I don't go all about driving again. I cannot force. Nope, you don't. You drive when you have to drive. That's exactly what Paul was saying. You drive when you have to drive. Don't tell me that a person drops something for you. No, you can pass and pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I have a few. I have a few. I have a few. I I have it for you, you pass and pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have what you want. A generous long time. You're generous. You go away. You shop in this place. I'll find you. I haven't told your wife good morning in a while, Mr. Patrick. You? You have not told your wife good morning and you love her in a while. So you should do that now. Hey, boss man. Thank you very much. Bye bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mr. Patrick. He's good, he's good. Oh, girl. Hey. Going? Yeah. It's so difficult to tell your wife hello and I love you. <laughs> That's wow. funny, Mr. Like Patrick. I can put him on his spot there, boy. Yeah, boy. He didn't trust your intent. <laughs> he busted. There was no ill intent there. <laughs> wow. Lord. That was that was unexpected. <laughs> Is that going, yes? Yeah, my baby, a going. Yeah, to, to Mr. Pina's point, you know, um, and I, 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 I never liked the word tolerance in our watchwords. Tolerance means just, you know what tolerate means? I mean, I really can't take it, but I had to put up with you. Yeah. As opposed to, I mean, you don't have to agree with somebody to respect them. Eh? It depends on how they treat you and how you treat them. But I never, I never liked the word tolerance. Tolerance, to me, doesn't go far enough to, to a, a, an inclusive society. Tolerance is just that, tolerance. I really can't take it, but I tolerate it because this is law or, or it's expected of me under this social setting or in this social setting. But I never like that with tolerance, <clears throat> especially as society evolves. You know, it has to be more than just tolerance. You know, I I don't I don't tolerate Diwali and Eid because I'm a Christian. I embrace a lot of what what the teachings of of Islam and the teachings of, of Hinduism that I find universal with Christianity. I, I, don't, I don't tolerate it because I think there, there are several universal principles in all 
that we can learn from, we can live together with. So, tolerance is not a word I deal with very well, I process very well. And well, I think we, I mean, we, well, I mean, I suppose all religions aspire to the same thing about improving the human condition. Exactly, and, precisely. Okay. I fully agree with you. They have, so, they have um, different ways and different mechanisms to do, do it, that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I think, by and large, Trinidadians embrace and you know, I mean, we may not celebrate Eid or celebrate Diwali by not necessarily going to Mandir or Mosque, but we will recognize it's on. It, we we understand. We, some people will drive around to see the lights of Diwali. You know, they will partake in the food. And respect and the principles of it: good over evil, light over darkness. Exactly, and it's just like Christmas. Same thing. You have Same many thing, Hindus, universal principles. Yeah, you have many Hindus that will celebrate Christmas too, yeah. and, and and Muslims um, that will celebrate Christmas and put up a tree and stuff, you know. So you know, and, and celebrate the festivity of the period. Mm-hmm. And because Trinidad is that type of society, and, and that to me is what that has been our strength. That that is a huge strength when you look at the rest of the world. It's a huge strength that we have. Yeah. So that, why, then why is it so easy for us to let the politicians drag us apart? Because they make us feel that it's either them or us. We against them and the resources are not enough for all of us when the resources are more than enough. You know, the kind of money passed through this country and will still pass through this country in the next 15, 20 years. We have enough resources for everyone in this country. It's just that one, some just like around the world, the um, 90% or 80% of the, the, the wealth of the world won by about 0.5% of the, the, the people. That is the billionaires in them. And same when you, when you bring it down to local situations, there are those who have a plenty and want more, and those who have very little and are surviving on very little. And the middle class, which was a huge buffer because we had a very strong middle class at some at one stage that was a buffer between the haves and the have-not where everybody enjoyed a basically good level of life you had aspirations to do always do better but you enjoyed a particular standard of living has been decimated so badly that the haves the, the, the divide between the haves and the have-not has become so profound that people are, feel that they have to fight and cajole and is them against we because when them in power we ain't getting and when we in power them and getting and vice versa and that has been sadly part of the reason for our demise in the country and we ain't watching them motif and everything money here who doing all they could do to hide and 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 obfuscate and stuff sadly you know we're not looking at the ones who are the real problem you know we're looking at the the created mirage of the problem because it's a, it's a mirage of a problem that we don't have enough to, to, to for everybody in this country that's a mirage we have enough for everybody in this country and 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 part of the reason why people get upset is because they don't feel the same level of hope that others feel that's why the poll at the am the poll is interesting people who say they don't think it's going to get better is because they don't think that the opportunities are there for them they don't think that they've seen in the last year or two or three or five or ten that their lives have been getting better and that and and anybody who feels that way is not going to be optimistic about the future. It's not. 
where you don't see life getting better, you're seeing things getting harder and harder. While you sit and you see people drive by with the big cars and the big houses and going to Miami for a weekend to shop, and, you, and you're hearing about that daily, and you know people are doing it, and you say, but warm to me, I folks too. My children, I want to do that, eat too. And people have real concerns about the future this time. They don't think the there's not, never going to be an equitable spread of the wealth, but you want you want to live a decent, basic life. You want to provide for your family and yourself and go to a little movie now and then, educate your children and give them the hope for the future. But a lot of people don't feel that way. Well, quality, well, equitable, equitable um, resources or equitable distribution of resources is something you aspire to. A country should aspire to. Well, that is if the country's philosophy is that. Yeah, or the or, um, or the structure in the, or the country structured that way. This country has not been structured that way for decades, Richard. This country has not been structured for equitable distribution of wealth for decades. It has not. It's 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 a lot easier for certain classes to have particular opportunities. The the good thing about Trinidad and Tobago, I would say, is that because of the level of investment in education. People have uh, a lot more opportunities. Unfortunately, when they see the striped, the, the, the drama starting here, we have the big brain drain because you are educating yourself with one and two masters and undergrad, in some instances a PhD, to stay and catch your tail. When you just go on LinkedIn and you put your name on LinkedIn and jobs coming up all over the world, where you stand suffer here when you have a and the grad and a masters that you're, you're sacrificing your study for and you i know so many people who have masters who at entry level clerk just because they cannot get i heard about a story about of uh, uh colleagues um daughter who got a medical scholarship a medical scholarship went away came back to fulfill the the, the responsibility of the scholarship i know what that young lady is doing a, med a qualified medical doctor. She's in a ministry filing papers when we have a shortage of doctors. And he is at his wit's end trying to understand. She has no choice because she has to come back because the government's scholarship means that you have no to come again for three to five years and whatever the, the contract says. And she is back here, a qualified doctor, and they have not put her in a hospital. She is in a ministry filing papers. Now, how frustrated is that going to be for her? Yeah, boy. Oh jeez! Struck and and, the, and, the, and her father is calling everybody he could call, trying to figure out how to even. She don't even mind doing nursing work in the hospital. Something with and she can't get through with that. As a qualified doctor, they have in the ministry filing papers. You know, that wouldn't frustrate you. Big time. That makes absolutely no sense. But it's it's happening right now. And that's just happening one of many. Right I'm now. Sure. That makes no sense. During the pandemic, she wanted to go and offer her services and help, even at the basic level. And because of the contract, she had to sit down in the office and file papers. Uh, make it make sense. That, but it doesn't. That not makes no sense. And that is just one example of the kind of frustration some people in society are feeling. So you sacrifice and you send your child to primary school, you send your child to secondary school, and she's bright, and she gets a scholarship. She grows away for six years, becomes a doctor, and they'll come back here filing papers in her ministry. 
Because the system is so broken that somebody can get off the desk and say this doesn't make any sense. A PS in the military can't call another PS in the military health and say, take this young woman. Because, because the system doesn't facilitate that kind of common sense approach. I gave my headache. I didn't plan to get around like, you know, but when I heard about that last week, it got me sick to my stomach. So yeah, all she wants to do ridiculous. all she wants to do now is fulfill Obligate the contract and head out. And get out of here. So. I have a colleague who did the same cohort as me in the PhD, who begged for scholarship, struggle, finish it. And now they want to claim her. You know, she did jump on a period with her two sons, and she's in California now. Didn't get a, a cent help. Hmm. And she want, and she's so passionate about working, trying to be. She's saying, no, I'm gone. The brain drain is happening. So... Let 2023 be a year of rebooting all of that, Paul. Of course, it's not up to us. It goes to leadership. Precisely. You know what's coming up again? Starting Thursday? Power year. Oh, yeah. It goes to leadership. And it goes to how... Leadership. How it goes to leadership. How you inspire the country. How you inspire your citizens to be hopeful. But you have you, to inspire hope. You and have to, and you have to put systems in place where people see the ability that their hope are their hopes are turning to reality, even in small movements forward. It can't be once they're progressing and once they're making money, and and you just don't know how you're feeding your child tomorrow. Yeah, your confidence, in, your confidence in the future. Mm-hmm. It's all about that confidence in the future. What are the opportunities? And you're right, there's so many young people that don't feel invested because at least some of the young people I've spoken to, um, the Gen Zers, as I call them, they don't seem fully invested that their life is invested in the future of Trinidad and Tobago. I don't get that from them. They see their lives and, and I mean, the world has, has become more global, I will say that, um, through the through um, social media and stuff like that, it has become a more global networking across the planet. So, in a sense, it's kind of easier to access jobs elsewhere if you if you are qualified and meet the, the the requirements of those jobs wherever you are on the planet. And a lot of that younger generation don't necessarily feel an uh, 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 investment in the future of Trinidad. Because let me say, I'm not say a lot. Let me just say. The ones I have interfaced with. All right. We have they're a call, German. They're, you know, they're not like steadfast that, yeah, I'm staying in Trinidad and Tobago. No. They're prepared to leave and go elsewhere. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Dr. Paul, that is the norm. I have three teenage family working um, Pennywise and they have the documents that they can't get no jobs. Can't get jobs. And, and not uh, only uh, that, when they go on to the bank to open an account, they ask... That's a whole, that's a whole other drama yeah. by itself. That's, yeah. I don't work, you can't can open no bank account. But I, I, mean, I need a bank account for, for you to put the job money in. 
Yeah, but they could say, well, the, the grandmother putting money in the account, you have to have a job to open an account. They're not helping the young people at all, at all, at all. They're frustrating the life out of these young young people. On top of that, I didn't hear why they raised the T and Tech bill. Why they don't try to retrieve the money from those who not paying the bill the 1% and those other slackers and even worse up, even not paying bill and they want this six and I, that. I don't thing. think it's fair to say the 1% not paying the bills. No, I didn't say them alone. Other people remember when they called for WhatsApp bill, wasn't one percent by, by the road. It has people not paying bills at all, at all, at all. It, I just like that Tim Huh? I, if you know how do I got Tim one percent? Yeah, I hate it with a passion. No, but I didn't mend them alone. But it's, it's another term that divides the country. Yeah, that's my problem oh. with it. It's another okay, term that's meant I, to divide I, I, people. I apologize for that, but. Why they don't try and get people who not paying WASA and Tiatek and AGC? Why they don't solve that problem? Instead of I who paying my bill now have to pay double the amount and people still sit down in houses not paying light bill, WASA bill and AGC mortgage, they need to do something, throw them out, cut the bill, cut the water and let them um, get a loan and pay all. We don't want to trip, trip, trip. People just don't care. They want good rules. They want this. They want that. Well, pay the government the money. This is a new year, man. They have to get serious. Why have to pay an extra bill when I just be uh, watching my lights? My house only on um, night light. The only thing that's be owned by me is my TV. All through the house, I have night light, so I don't have to be flicking switch all the time. People have to learn to um, do better, man. Thank you, All right, guys. thank you. Good morning. morning. Good morning. Morning. I'm Steve. Mm-hmm. I have a calling from Shogonas here. Uh-huh. Yesterday I was walking, coming up um, John Street, at the corner of John Street and Laclave Street, which is leading to Lunch Park. And the underground, I could hear a main burst, a huge main, and the water is gushing. The, the main concrete is broken on the bridge itself. But you have, you have an exact location for me? There is the corner of John Street and Laclave Street. John Street. And Laclave Street. Shagonas. All right, I'll send that message. Montrose, now. yeah, Montrose. Montrose. Montrose, Montrose, yeah. Yeah, I'll send that message now. Thank you very much. Another issue, of course, is the issue of housing. I mean, sometimes I watch some of these stories on news where, where people are living, and and I cannot believe that people are still living in some of the conditions that you see um, paraded across our news screens um, nightly. I mean, some and when some of these stories occur in some of these areas, and I'm like, we have had a housing policy of some sort since 1962. And we're now in 2022, and we can't house all of our citizens in comfortable, um, you know, housing across the country. That you have some sort of state housing that 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 can house 1.4 million people. How the hell did Singapore do it? And they have what, nearly five million? How? 
And we both started off at the same time, basically, in terms of our timelines. And we had oil and gas. That bothers me. That you have Trinidadians and Tobagonians living in substandard housing or renting substandard housing because the rental market itself is in itself a, a crazy expense for so many citizens, on top of which now they're going to have to pay increased TNTEC rates, they're paying increased gas bills, and they're paying, and, and probably, depending on what the arrangement is with their landlord, the rent is going to go up, one, because of property tax that is mm -hmm. due to start this year, mm -hmm. if you... If you, if you follow what the Ministry of Finance is saying, or at least the hints that you're getting. I can't say they're saying it directly, but let's say the hints. So property tax is going to raise your, it's going to raise your rental. And in addition to which, depending on your arrangement, the electricity, the electricity cost is also going to raise your bill. And, and what are you paying for in terms of renters across Trinidad and Tobago who are not protected by legislation? in terms of any rent assessment board or anything like that. And, and, and it seems, I don't know, that there is no urgency to build large volumes of houses. You hear talked about, I don't know, people want to say, oh, COVID slowed down X, Y, and Z. I don't know, I don't know. I never agreed with the UNC's approach to housing by giving people land and, and just telling them build whatever they could build, no. I believe in a country this small, the state has to be the vehicle to build a lot of the housing and move people out of the kinds of places that they live. Because when you lift people out of that, that's a way of distributing um, the quality of life in an equitable way, lifting people out of where they live and in the circumstances in which they live. Yeah. Instead, right. you have a 200,000 list waiting list, 200,000 people waiting list at the HDC. And it has been like that forever. I mean, seriously? That's another point of frustration in this country. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.